We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're talking about God's Word as being the seed and the water and the light. The entrance of the Word bringeth light. Now, we're talking about the fact that there are things in the Old Testament and even some things in the New Testament that is attributed to God that God did not do, just simply did not do. Go with us back over there to Job, the book of Job. Now, if you've ever been to one funeral, you have heard, most probably, this verse of Job quoted more than anything else, The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now here you have a statement by Job that is very accurately stated of what Job said. But yet, it is not a true statement. It is verified here in this first chapter of Job that it is not true. Because it was what the devil did to Job. It wasn't what God did to him. If you'll notice in verse 12, it said, The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon him put not forth thy hand. And notice he said, All he hath is in thy power. Now there's a little footnote in my Bible that says, In thy hand. All he hath is in thy hand. God didn't put him there. He was already there. He was already there. Fear tore the hedge down. Now back up just a little bit to verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord and says, Does Job fear God for naught? Hath not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Now notice the accusation that Satan brought against God. said, You've hedged him about and I can't get to it. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Well, I can just see God standing there grinning and say, yeah, I did it, because that's exactly what God did. But yet, there's a scripture in Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter, verse 8, that'll add some light to this. It says that he that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Now, God had hedged Job about on every side, but fear tore the hedge down. Fear tore the hedge down. You notice that Job was, we'll not take time to read all of this, but he was offering sacrifices, afraid that his children had sinned against God. Now, if you come on over to the third chapter and read verse 25, For the thing which I have greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come unto me. The thing I greatly feared. Fear is not of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He allowed fear to get hold of him and tear the hedge down. For the thing I've greatly feared, he didn't just fear, he was highly developed in his fear. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. I was not in safety. Now listen to what Job said. If you carry this over now to Mark eleven twenty three, you can find out why some of these things happen. They didn't have an understanding of this. Because the word says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. But here he says, I was not in safety. 
Well, now, the very accusation that Satan brought against God that he had hedged him about on every side to where he couldn't get to it. But Job said, I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. He was not confident that he was safe. He couldn't rest. He was worrying. He was fretting. Neither was I quiet. Yet trouble came. I guess so. That's the formula for trouble. (laughs) Worry, fret, over-concern. Instead of committing it to God, somebody said, if you're going to worry, why pray? And if you're going to pray, why worry? It's a good question. If we believe, if we doubt not in our heart, you see. Well, Job said, the thing that I've greatly feared has come upon me. Several things he says over there in the latter chapter. He said, I've uttered things that I didn't understand. But now let's take another statement before we leave here in the first chapter. Back up there to verse 22. Job 1, 22. In all this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Now I've had people to say to me, now Brother Caps, you see, the Bible says that Job did not sin, he didn't charge God foolishly. Well, now up to this point in chapter 1, he hadn't. He believed everything he said. Now you understand what I'm saying? Job believed what he said. The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. But you see, he couldn't read the first chapter of Job to find out the devil did it. He really believed that. So he hadn't charged God foolishly. He was wrong in what he said, all right. But then Finus Dakes in his annotated Bible says that after chapter 1, in fact, he lists the things there and they're all listed. After chapter 1, that Job falsely accused God 84 different times after chapter 1. So you see, if you just read this and say, well, now here's the truth about Job, then we don't have the truth about Job, see. And then somebody else will say, well, now back over here, it says that Job was a perfect and upright man. Perfect. Well, now see, that word perfect there in the Hebrew means sincere doesn't mean perfect as we know perfect today. See, he was sincere, all right, but he was sincerely wrong. He didn't have the knowledge that we have today. We're blessed because we can go back. We have the Old and the New Testament where we can go back and see where they made mistakes and we can improve on it. Now, sometimes you have people say, well, now these faith folks, you word people, you think you have more faith than the patriarchs of old. Well, certainly we do. Why wouldn't we have? We have more word than they had. <laughs> and faith cometh by what? Hearing the word. How in the world could they believe for the New Testament promises when they didn't even have them? Have you ever noticed that God does not advertise things that you can't have? Have you ever seen a store that advertised something that they didn't sell? That's the reason you don't see a lot of these promises of the New Covenant back over here in the Old Covenant because they were not available under the Old Covenant. That's why you don't see in the Old Testament where it says resist the devil and he'll flee from you because that wasn't available under the Old Covenant. If you got out from under the covenant, you had it, man, going in. Wasn't a thing you could do about it but suffer the curses. But thank God under the New Covenant it's established on better promises. And you see, he says, if you'll submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. In fact, if you go back and study just the times that the devil is mentioned in the Old Covenant, 
You can count them on your ten fingers. Didn't say much about the devil under the Old Testament because there wasn't a whole lot they could do about him. But thank God under the New Covenant, we have authority over the world, the flesh, and the devil with the Word of God if we have an understanding of it and a working knowledge of God's Word and God's truth, then we can defeat the devil, walk in victory. In fact, he's already a defeated foe. But we can walk in victory if we understand how to wage the warfare. And that's got to be in the realm of the Spirit. Paul said we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. But you see, if the devil can get you to believe in that God's the one perpetrating the problem, that God's the one that's releasing the evil in the earth, then how are we going to fight against God? That's why it's so important that we have ears to hear what God is saying in His Word and that we study, as Paul told Timothy, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Because God's Word was given to us to deliver us from the authority of darkness, He hath delivered us, it says, from the authority of darkness. In other words, it has no more power over us. Paul says, sin shall not have dominion over you. But it can, and it does, many people, as we've found out in the last few months. But Paul said, it does not have, sin shall not have dominion over you. That is, if we understand the Word, if we operate in the principles of the Bible and have a working knowledge of it. But if we don't understand it, if we don't have the Word as the seed and the water for it, then Satan will steal the word from us and it'll be as though we didn't even have the promise. But thank God he's given us his promises. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. With the knowledge of God comes the faith of God and when you gain the knowledge of God, you know what God will do. And when you know what God will do, he'll do it every time. He'll do it every time, just like His Word says. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the Word of life, that as we go from this place, that it would continue to enlighten us. For David said, The entrance of the Word bringeth light, and that light shall drive out darkness and cause us to walk in the light of all that's revealed that we may be victorious in that which your word has said, that we may plant the seed, that we may stand upon the word of God and see the results of the production and the harvest. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, this is the last day for CD offer number 7238. His word is seed, water, and light. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, in this series, we talk about how the Word of God is the seed. It is the seed. In the parable of the sower, it says, The sower soweth the Word. Any farmer knows you have to have good seed to sow. And God furnishes seed for the sower, bread for your food, and multiplies your seed sown. So, What we understand is that the Word of God is incorruptible seed. 
Now, when I farmed, we didn't have incorruptible seed. But thank God the Word is incorruptible seed. Now, how do you plant it? Jesus said in Luke 17, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, or the Greek says, you would say unto this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. The Greek says it would obey you. In other words, inanimate objects would obey you. Now, he tells you how to plant your faith of the seed, the word of God. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say. You plant it by saying it. You release your faith in words. Now, when he said mustard seed, there's something important there you need to understand. Mustard is a plant that you cannot hybrid. It's going to be mustard whatever you do to it. In other words, Jesus was saying, if you had faith that won't change under any circumstances, no matter what somebody says and an unbelief they try to put on you, it'll still be faith. And that's what Jesus is talking about. He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you'd say, under the sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Didn't say it obey God, said it obey you because you planted the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that will produce exactly what you plant. Glory to God, I've already got myself excited about it. You need this series. You'll be blessed by this series. That's offer number 7238. His Word is Seed, Water, and Light. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.